Very good evening and welcome to Saturday Sport Classified here on Manx Radio AM 1368 and Crystal Clear DAB. Another jam-packed day of sporting action in football, rugby and hockey across the Isle of Man and beyond. We're going to bring you all the final scores and all the analysis from our usual uh, posse of correspondents. Correspondents, I should say. Tony Meppham, Ben Cunningham and Dave Christian throughout the next hour or so. But first off, let's bring you the classified sporting results across the Isle of Man for Saturday the 28th of October 2023. Starting with football. The Canada Life Men's Premier League. Union Mills 1, Russian United 1. Ramsey 2, St John's United 0. Laxey 1, Air United 2. Braddon 2, St Mary's 5. St George's 1, Corinthians 6. Moran 0, Peel 4. DPS Limited Division 2. Douglasson District versus Ramsey Youth Centre Old Boys awaiting result. Maloo 1, Foxdale 3. Onken 10, Governors Athletic 1. Castletown 5, Michael United 3. Paul Rose 1, Jims 5. Canada Life Combination 1. Russian United versus Union Mills postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. St John's United versus Ramsey awaiting result. Air United versus Laxey a home walkover to Air United, Laxey unable to field a team. St Mary's 4, Braddon 1. Peel 0, Moran 3. In DPS Limited, Combination 2. Ramsey Youth Centre Old Boys 9, Douglasson District 2. Foxdale versus Maloo postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Governors Athletic 4, Onken 6. Michael versus Castletown awaiting result. Colby 4, Douglas Athletic 3. And in the Northwest Counties Football League Premier Division, Withenshaw FC 1, FC Isle of Man 2. Turning now to the classified results for Manx Rugby. The Cheshire Bowl. Oxton Parkonians 15, Southern Nomads 38. In the Ravenscroft Manx Shield, Ramsey 57, Western Vikings 0. And turning now to Manx Hockey. The England Hockey Men's Tier 2 Knockout Championships. Isle of Man Men 3, Timpley Men Seconds 5. The Mixed Premier League. Vikings B3, Harlequins A 0. Backers B4, Ramsey A3. In Mixed Division 1. Valkyries B6, Castletown Camags 1. Castletown Southerners 3, Valkyries C 0. Vikings C 0, Backers C 1. In Mixed Division 2. Castletown Cushags 0, Vikings D5. Valkyries D1, Backers Colts 2. Vikings E versus Ramsey Ravens awaiting result. In Mixed Division 3. Backers D3, Castletown Carrick 1. Castletown Cosney 0, Harlequins B5. And finally, Harlequins C1, 7, Ramsey Rookies 3. Those are your classified sporting results across the Isle of Man for Saturday the 28th of October 2023. Well, plenty to get through as usual throughout this evening. So let's turn our attention to football to start with as we usually do. And it's high time he's uh, battled against the wind and rain over at Gary Moore today during the Saturday Live programme with Paul Moran covering the Union Mills Russian United game in the Premier League. And he's back now in the warm and cosy studio. Good evening, Tony Mepper. Yeah, I heard you and Paul laughing at me. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough up at uh, Gary Moore throughout the afternoon. It wasn't um, sort of the nicest place to be, but good game of football and uh, we're drying out now, Rob. We're OK. Excellent. Well, let's start taking a look through the Canada Life Men's Premier League results then. We'll start with the game that you were at covering today over at Gary Moore. Union Mills up against Russian United. Union Mills, as we also mentioned yesterday, a bit of a checkered run so far this season. Russian United just trying to find a little bit of momentum to take their take themselves away from uh, the bottom of the table. And uh, it's ended all square at Gary Moore today, Tony. Union Mills won, Russian United won. Yeah, probably a little bit of disappointment for both teams, to be honest with you, because in the first half, there was uh, sort of plenty of chances, but I think uh, Union Mills had a better 
in the first uh, sort of 10, 15 minutes. But um, certainly when uh, Russian uh, took the lead, they could have had uh, two or three chances at it, really, because it was uh, Joe Reid had the first uh, chance. It didn't happen. Then Aaron Hawley had a go. Then Stevie Ryden had a shot, and uh, the ball came loose to Joe Reid, and uh, he finished it off to give them the lead. And uh, Russian then so, sort of settled themselves a little bit, and uh, 1-0 it was at uh, half-time. Second half... Uh, Union Mills uh, just thought that they could probably take the game to uh, Russian. Again, chances uh, both ends. Uh, I think it speaks volumes, Rob. My personal man of the match uh, was uh, Mason Prince, the uh, Union Mills goalkeeper. I thought he was superb. Some of the point-back saves he had to do. Uh, but uh, the goal, the winner came, and I'm just glad he didn't get hurt because uh, it looked as if uh, Luke Booth, um, when he went off, uh, was going to stay off. But he came back on. And he scored an absolute peach, Rob, in the last five minutes because it was on that left-hand side and that trusty left foot of his, just on the edge of the 18-yard box, tight angle. He absolutely hit it perfectly. And Dean Kern stood no chance and into the goal it went uh, 1-1. And then in the last sort of minutes, good crossing from the left-hand side for Russian. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, Russian and uh, Union Mills. Um, well, Russian attacked it, Union Mills defended it and uh, clash of heads. Glad to say no one got hurt and uh, the restart within a minute, uh, the game was finished and it finished up. Union Mills won, Russian won. Excellent. Well, before we move on with the rest of the Premier League, we have had the three results we were waiting for. Thank you very much for texting in in the last couple of moments. We'll start with the result that we had outstanding in DPS Limited Division 2. It was Douglas and District 2, Rams Youth Centre Old Boys 2. Sorry, 1. Douglas and District 2, Rams Youth Centre, Old Boys 1. That's me reading that text wrong, so apologies for that. 2-1 to Douglas and District in that one. The other games we were waiting for as well came in the Combination Leagues. Canada Life Combination 1, St John's United 1, Ramsey 5. And over in uh, DPS Limited Combination 2 as well, it finished Michael United 4, Castletown 1. Thank you very much for sending those in. We'll get to those in a few moments' time. For the time being, we'll head back to the Canada Life Men's Premier League. And over in the north of the island, Ramsey, after that narrow defeat in the top of the table clash against Air United last week, they were back on home soil at the Balaclone Stadium against St John's United side, who picked up a big three points last week against Union Mills. Ramsey, maybe with a bit of expectation on them, Tony, but they've managed to get themselves uh, get themselves the job done today. They've beaten St John's United by two goals to nil. Yeah, they did. And uh, don't shoot the messenger, but... Um... Evidently, Ramsey were lucky. That's the information we got uh, through when uh, the score was uh, put through. Uh, Dylan Pickles with one. Uh, Matthew Montgomery uh, got the other one and uh, finished up uh, Ramsey 2, St John's nil. And uh, Ramsey, I'm certain, will be happy enough with the points. It keeps them in touch at the top of that table. If that is the case, that it maybe wasn't their, their greatest game, Ramsey, does that maybe show a bit towards their character, though, that even if they're only getting into second or third gear, or just not quite at 100%, I guess, that they're still grinding out a result like that? You play sport, Rob. You know what it's about. It's on the day, and uh, certainly uh, Ramsey, to me, have shown enough this season so far, because they've played eight games now, that they're right in contention uh, for this uh, kind of like Premier League 23-24 season. And uh, today they've uh, come across a stubborn, if you like, uh, St John's side who kept grinding away. They couldn't get a goal themselves, uh, couldn't uh, help anything to stop them. Dylan Pickle scoring Matthew Montgomery. Uh, but overall, from the information we got, was that uh, St John's looked the better of the two teams. Very well. Then we move over to uh, Glen Road. Laxey taking on Air United. Air United, they went into this game with seven wins from the opening seven games. The perfect start and top of the table. And it is now eight wins from eight in a tricky encounter over at Glen Road. It finished Laxey one, Air United two, Tony. Yeah, it was always going to be. And um, I think it was Laxey who took the lead. And uh, nice to see him. He's been quiet this season, to be honest with you, Ethan uh, Hawley, because uh, last year he had a tremendous season and... Um, you know, got himself uh, training with the Ireland squad and uh, he's only a young lad. He's only, what, 17 years of age and uh, important goal for him. He's been struggling with an injury, but Jamie Callister uh, got the equaliser for Air United, uh, one all. And then Jed Fisher uh, scored late on in the second half to take all the points uh, up to uh, Andreas and Air certainly are at the moment running away with the top of the table. OK, and then we move out to Victoria Road, back to Douglas area. Braddon taking on St Mary's. Braddon, it's been a, a tricky start to life in the Canada Life Men's Premier League after promotion last season up against the St Mary's side that are still looking to try and keep tabs on the likes of Air United and Ramsey toward the top of the table. And uh, St Mary's getting the job done today at Braddon. Didn't have it all their own way. They beat Braddon by five goals to two. Oh, you're right. And uh, St Mary's 
uh, just keep uh, chipping away and uh, they want to win this uh, league and at the moment uh, United have got that points difference between them but uh, today Josh Evans who I think is having a superb season for St Mary's he got two Joe Burkrist uh, got one Owen Canapé he got the first of the game and uh, Nay Halsall got his fifth of the season uh, Callum Holdham uh, pulled one back for uh, Braddon and then Dylan Barton scored from the penalty spot for Braddon's second but couldn't do anything to stop St Mary's taking that result St Mary's five Braddon two We'll just interject on the footballing side again just for a moment because in the last couple of moments we've had another hockey result in that we were waiting for in Mixed Division 2 between Vikings E and Ramsey Ravens. It's finished Vikings E3, Ramsey Ravens 1. We'll be going through all the uh, hockey analysis with Ben Cunningham later on in the programme. Let's head back into the football side of things. And now to Glen Crutchery Road. St George's taking on Corinthians today. And for St George's, another challenging day for them up against a clinical Corinthian side. St George's 1, Corinthians 6. Yeah, I feel sorry for St George's at the moment because uh, they've been the team that's dominated Manx football and at the moment uh, struggling uh, big time and it started quite well for him because I don't know when the first goal went in but I think it was a while from what I was hearing uh, but uh, Josh Riding's uh, super show by him he got two Joe Marquez got a couple of goals as well and Josh Kane who was a St George's player last season got two goals and he also missed a penalty so uh, a hat-trick went to bay for him uh, I haven't got uh, St George's uh, goal scorer but it uh, keeps Corinthians in contact with the team's at the top to qualify for the Railway Cup, which is the halfway stage of the season. And that is going to be a, a key consideration for a couple of these teams. Like you say, Corinthians may be included in that category, that bracket, I guess, that there will be eyes on Railway Cup promotion because it is uh, quite a glorious piece of silverware to have if you can win it. It's a magnificent piece of silverware and I think it's a great date for a game of football. I love Boxing Day. I love watching the uh, Railway Cup final and then just go and talk about the game and see the Premiership scores on that day as well. And you can have a few beers after Christmas Day. Uh, But at the moment, when you're looking at it, those top six uh, sides, because I think it's going to come from there, which is A United, St Mary's, Ramsey, Corinthians, Peel and Laxey. It's uh, it's going to be tough, I think, for Laxey. I know they've got a game or two games in hand on the teams around them, but... Um, you know, Corinthians have still got some top sides to play. Air United, I think, are, are looking pretty safe. So are St Mary's because Air have only got four games to play. Uh, Ramsey, bit of a blip against Air when they drop them points. And um, I think they've got easier games to play. But Peel's, Peel's the one for me who uh, have just now found great form, good results today and good results uh, last week. So, yeah, there's a lot to talk about before we get those four teams for Boxing Day. Plenty of questions still to be answered in the coming weeks. Uh, so rounding off the Canada Life Men's Premier League today, it was a bit of a Western derby out of the Memorial playing fields. Moran versus Peel, a tricky season so far for Moran. Maybe just trying to hope for something to ignite their season up against the defending champions, Peel. But uh, Peel having none of it today and a, a comprehensive win today by four goals to nil. Yeah, and it was all down to one man, uh, Taylor Andrews. Well done there, Taylor. Hat-trick for him. Uh, Paul Whitehead it was who got the first of the game. Uh, don't know when the last time uh, Taylor scored a hat-trick. He'll let me know sometime, I'm sure. But it was a terrific result, an important result for Peel. OK, then we move into DPS Limited Division 2. And one of the results we got in a few moments ago, Douglas and District taking on Rams Youth Centre. Old boys, 2-2 it finished. And it was a good battle as well. And uh, it's their first uh, win of the season, uh, Douglas and District. 1-0 up at half-time. Richard Radcliffe, uh, Dan Robson and uh, Tom Sims... Um, as uh, well, did he get? No, he didn't. He was the keeper, uh, man of the match performance uh, by him and saved a penalty as well. I think Richard Radcliffe got uh, uh, the first. So, good result for them. Haven't got Ramsey U Centre and Old Boys, our goal scorer. So, if you could uh, text us through, please, 166177. Well, we mentioned the perfect start that Air United have had in the Canada Life Men's Premier League now with eight wins from eight. Well, an equally impressive perfect record in Division 2 goes to Foxdale at the moment. They are now seven wins from their opening seven games and at least temporarily go to the top of Division 2 ahead of Colby, who didn't have a game today. Foxdale, a hat trick from Jay Chatwood. Foxdale beating Malou three goals to one. Yeah, Jay Chatwood's absolutely flying at the moment scoring plenty of goals since he's come back playing football deservedly so he's a good finisher and and, uh, he got all three for Foxdale today so as you rightly say they go top of the table haven't got Malou's goal scorer and then Onken versus Governors Athletic a tough day at the office uh, today for uh, Governors Athletic up against a really ruthless Onken side today Onken 10 Governors Athletic 1 yeah they're scoring plenty of goals and it didn't take them long to get going today and it was uh, Jackson uh, Gat who got the first one the second one and the third one so a hat-trick in the first half. Then Barry English got his name on the score sheet. Uh, Aaron Christian got one. Uh, Lewis Dawson 
uh, got a goal as well. And Jackson got thought, oh, I need another one here. So we got his fourth of the game, the eighth uh, for Onken. And then Aaron Christian got the ninth and the tenth. We haven't got uh, Governor's Athletics goal scorer. All I do know from Governor's Athletic is that it was a penalty that was scored. We don't have the penalty scorer yet, though, I'm afraid. Um, over to the south of the island, and a game that was uh, tipped by a few people to be an interesting one, and boy, did this turn out to be an entertaining one. Two of the maybe promotion hopefuls, possibly, if you'd like to call it that. Castletown hosting Michael United in a really topsy-turvy game over there at the Castletown Stadium. The hosts coming out on top five goals to three, Tony. Bit of a match report on this one there, uh, Robert, for me, and uh, thanks to Dean Turton for putting this through. Uh, Town started well, but but Michael grew into the first half after the first 10 minutes. Kieran Lane then gave them the lead. That's Castown one up with a good finish, and they carried on to be more threatening. Castletown equalised dead on... Uh, town, it says here, sorry. Uh, dead on half-time after a fortunate de- uh, decision from the referee. Second half started quick with Liam Kane scoring from the spot. Nathan Cardi then levelled with a volley after a clever free kick from Alex Crawley. The latter then scored from the spot to give Castletown the lead with a bit of an afters, uh, afterwards. Nathan Cardi uh, went down on his knees, slid in front of the uh, Michael dugout and obviously they weren't too happy about that and um, whatever went on, it went on. Uh, but uh, Danny Lane then uh, uh, got done well in the bre- uh, break into the box. His shot was saved and Nathan Cardi tapped home the rebound. Castletown then let their foot off the gas and Dylan Parrish uh, got sneak one back to make it a tasty last 10 minutes right at the death. Owen Kamada made it 5-3 to town with a death finish. Great game for the neutral. Well, we've already spoken about Foxdale being top of Division 2 at the moment, but Castletown and Michael United were in and around that battle looking for those uh, promotion spots that season. Michael just uh, losing out in the final day. In fact, uh, seeing Braddon getting promoted instead. Do you think, uh, come the end of the campaign, there's still a lot of football to be played, of course, but uh, these two teams might be in and around that area later in the season? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we touched on it at lunchtime with uh, Paul. Um, you know, Colby had a great start. They played the first six games and won the first six. Uh, but once they've come across the big boys, it's been more difficult to get the points. Foxdale, as we've said so many times before, once the weather comes in and they have a few little problems with the pitches, they fall uh, behind a little bit. But at the moment, hopefully it's good because they've done some great work on that ground, uh, Foxdale. But Marquee United and Castletown were absolutely gutted last season because Castletown were fancy to win it. And, uh, you know, Michael, were right up there. Liam Kane, so, so important for them to uh, score the goals. But uh, the relegated side, Onken, are looking really strong, Rob, and scoring plenty of goals. And I think it, it's a right good battle going on. I think it's between them five. I know Ramsey Centre picked up uh, a win today. Uh, sorry, they got a defeat today against D&D. But I think they're out of it. And the one I keep looking at is old boys. Uh, but they haven't had the greatest to start. But I think it's between those five to get promoted. Very well, and last but certainly not least in DPS Limited Division 2, uh, Paul Rose 1, Jim's 5. Yeah, and I just thought Paul Rose would win this one, but great performance today by Jim's. Uh, Kieran Horrocks got two goals, Daniel Cooley got one, Matthew McEwen and uh, Shane uh, McCormack, and it was three goals for Jim's, obviously, in the last eight minutes, so that's what sealed it. Brian Lowther got Paul Rose's goal after 57 minutes. Impressive. We then move into the combination leagues and uh, Russian yeah. versus Union Mills. That was postponed. That was announced early today due to a waterlogged pitch. Uh, St John's United one, Ramsey five. Any goal scorers, Rob? I haven't got any. I haven't got any in front of me okay. just at the moment. I'll just check to make sure we haven't had a, a, an update since then. We haven't at this point. Um, Air United versus Laxey. That was awarded as a home walkover to Air United. So three points to Air. Uh, Laxey sadly unable to field a team today. Then we move on to the early kickoff today at 1.45pm. And that was in combination one. St Mary's versus Braddon. Good result for St Mary's here. Beating Braddon by four goals to one. Yeah, they're going really well in this uh, league. And uh, Chris Dowling's uh, come in and scoring plenty of goals. He got a hat-trick today. Kieran Smith uh, got the other. And it was Shearer Adam Fair who got the goal for Braddon. And then, uh, although the first team were uh, unsuccessful against Peel, Moran getting a result against Peel today in the combination leagues in combination one. Peel nil, Moran three. Yeah, good result. I know there's not much uh, difference between them in the two leagues, but uh, uh, in the league positions. But I just thought Peel would have won this one. And uh, Bobby Thorne uh, got one. Noah Dale uh, beaten got the other. And Rory uh, Kerwick got the third goal for Moran. 
Then we move into DPS Limited, Combination 2, Rams Youth Centre, Old Boys versus Douglas and District. Big win today for uh, Rams Youth Centre, Old Boys winning by nine goals to two. Yeah, they're looking very strong in this league, Rams Youth Centre. They won it uh, a couple of seasons ago, but uh, Ross uh, Langford, is it? He got uh, three. I think it might Ross be Crawford. Crawford, yep. Ross Crawford. Uh, Shane Kermode, you're right in two. You're a doctor. Looks Kin, like a doctor's Kin, right. Kin Raid. <laughs> Kin And then it was uh, Mark. Yeah, I'll let you read it. I can't <laughs> read that writing. <laughs> this is, this is me one? doing our football correspondence <laughs> job here. Okay, I, I will read it out with my handwriting, which is actually, it, just to balance this out, it is quite questionable sometimes. <laughs> um, so the uh, Ramsey Centre All Boys goal scorers, it was a hat trick for Ross Crawford. And then there were two each for Shane Kin Raid and Mark McGlurg. And then there was another for Adrian Scrabucha and also Brandon Bignall as Thank well. You. Well done. Top job. And uh, do we have any information on uh, Douglas and District's goal scorers? Uh, we've got uh, Douglas and District's uh, goal scorers, or scorers. It was uh, Jacob Preston and Brian Tung, goal apiece for them, and Mark Quirk, who uh, took a penalty for D&D, but unfortunately missed. I, I only say that because I know what Quirk is like. He's a good good guy. Okay, so we've got you can get this comment in this once because you know the okay. fella. Uh, Foxdale versus Malou, that was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. And then we have Governors Athletic versus Onken, that was played over at Colby. What a game this was. Governors Athletic 4, Onken 6. Yeah, Brett uh, Harrison got uh, one, Matthew, uh, two, sorry, Matthew uh, Pigeon got one, uh, Kieran Brown uh, in one, uh, Tom Lancaster and uh, Joseph uh, Waddington uh, got the other one there for Onken. 10 goals in that game, haven't got Athletics goal scorers. And then over in the northwest, Michael United 4, Castletown 1. Yeah, Kean Cotton got the goal for Castletown. I'm not too sure who scored for Michael. And last but certainly not least in combination to rounding things off with Saturday's football fixtures, uh, Colby 4, Douglas Athletic 3. What a good game this one was. I haven't got Athletic's goal scorers, but my old mate, Ollie Edge, well done Ollie. He got uh, two goals for Colby. Uh, Jack Skillicorn got one and Marty uh, Venus-Brown got the other one for Colby. I've been told by a reliable source that with Ollie Edge's goals today that you owe him a bacon bap. Probably is. Well, Ollie scored four now, so yeah. I'm just the middleman on I'll, this particular message, I'll, I'll but I just thought one. I'd get that across to you. I'll get you one, Ol. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Meppen, thanks for the uh, for that. Uh, we're not quite finished with football yet. We'll be moving on to rugby and uh, speaking to Dave Christian shortly. But we'll quickly turn our attention to FC Isle of Man, who earned a big three points on the road today up against uh, Withenshaw FC. A double for Sean Doyle is fourth. Four goals now in two games for FC Isle of Man's number nine. One in each half, handing FC Isle of Man three big points up against second place Withenshaw, who uh, before this point had actually won their last four games in a row. One of the big hitters in the league. Well, after an, an important victory over at Hollerhedge Park today, I caught up at full time with FC Alaman manager Paul Jones to get his thoughts on today's performance. Very, very happy um, with the performance. Um, you know, we said to the players before the game, well, you know, we'll we'll leave the three points here if we and be happy if we have a really, really good performance. We had a very clear plan about how we wanted to play against them because we knew it would cause them trouble, and the the players were just asked to commit to that plan and deliver that and. And if, if we did, we knew we'd get a strong performance and it would give us a good chances getting something out of the game. And, you know, they were excellent. They're every single man in the squad who came onto the pitch, we've changed shape a couple of times to deal with what they're doing and they've just delivered a great performance. And I'm so happy for them to to have the three points in the bag coming back to the Isle of Man. So, yeah, really, really happy. After that first victory over them, you said it was um, the, the defensive display you were particularly happy with. Was that the same case today? Or do you think FC Isle of Man brought a little bit more to the table or had to bring more to the table for this one? Yeah, I think, you know, when you play a team so close to the first fixture, um, you know, they, they can tend to think that they know you. And so we changed and, and made quite a significant change, really, just in terms of how we set up to make sure we were higher up the pitch and, and created more chances and we certainly did that first half and you know we had a bit of shaky 10 minutes or so at the beginning of the game while the players got used to the pitches they were seeing when they were standing in different areas of the pitch and once they got used to that I thought we dominated the first half and could have scored three or four goals but for their goalkeeper making some fantastic saves so you know the last 15-20 minutes or so you know we we went back to the same formation as we played at the bowl because they made some tactical changes and it was a bit more of a back to the wall sort of performance for the last 20 minutes but we knew that you know we'd done that for 90 minutes at home so we knew we could see that out and and we did with some you know really good defensive displays and, and still had a bit of you know a threat going forwards as well so no we were as i said to you last time we spoke you know we really wanted us to be on the front foot and positive and we were and it was a very kind of different 
performance today, which we needed to do, I think, because they were planning for us to play a certain way and we didn't. So I'm um, you know, really happy. Paul Jones, after his side's 2-1 victory away at Withenshaw FC today, that could see FC Isle of Man move up a couple of places in the NWCFL Premier Division table, and that's now four wins from their last six for FC Isle of Man. We'll briefly, briefly bring back uh, Tony Meppham on this particular one. Um, Tony, FC Isle of Man up against one of the big hitters in the league today and grinding out 2-1 win, three points, and potentially moving up the table. Um, big confidence boost potentially for Paul Jones and his side. Definitely, and uh, you hear from Paul each time it's about consistency and also they seem to play better and they do against the better teams. You know, when you look back at uh, Barry and others uh, from last season and you just think, you know, okay, try and keep it going. But they're climbing up that table nicely, Rob. And, you know, if they, even if they can't win it, if they can get into the playoffs, brilliant. And it will that will be a massive boost for the uh, players because, you know, last week was a little bit tight at times, wasn't it? But they got it in the end. Uh, but today, to go away to one of the top sides and uh, to beat them 3-1, and it's great to see Sean Doyle scoring on a regular basis because we've missed him, um, you know, banging them in, and now he's started to put them in. And, uh, yeah, great. Great result. You've just brought me on to the next point I was going to make. Uh, Sean Doyle, four goals in his last two. That's now eight for the season for Sean Doyle. He now moves into uh, the top scorer position for FC Alleman at this point with those eight goals. Dean Pennington, perhaps unlucky not to have got on the score sheet today, denied by some brilliant saves by the Withenshaw FC goalkeeper, uh, Kyle Haslam. And we talked about it on Saturday Live with Paul Moran earlier, is the fact that there seem to be goals from different areas. They're not relying on one or maybe two players. There seems to be options across the park that can deliver when it matters. Yeah, it is, and uh, I think it's uh, probably Paul putting a style of play in now because Dean Pennington's come in and they're totally different. It's funny that Dean's come in and he plays that sort of similar position to Steve Whitley, and Steve Whitley's gone a little bit quiet, hasn't he, in scoring goals. He's playing well, but it's it's just one of those. But Charlie Higgins playing well down that left-hand side. Dan Simpson now is putting pressure on Charlie because he's back playing. And, you know, it seems to be all sort of coming together nicely. And it was great to see Mikey Williams play for uh, Russia in the day because there's another big plus for them if they need that tenacity and aerial powers uh, in midfield. So, yeah, it's all coming together nicely for uh, Paul. And let's just hope they can uh, keep the score lines as FC Alaman fans want to see. And, uh, you know, they can climb up that table and give someone uh, the joys of singing and dancing about FC Alaman because at the moment you know crowd wise it's been a little bit down so it'd be great to see them cows boost up to help the coffers and FC Alamo will be back in action in just a few days time away at Earlham 7.45pm kickoff on Tuesday the 31st of October Tony Meppen thank you very much indeed Manx Radio Sport Well, we turn our attention to rugby now and two teams in action, to, or two games in action, I should say, for Isle of Man sides, one of them involving two sides locally in the Ravenscroft Manx Shield and also Southern Nomads on the road in the world today in the Cheshire Bowl competition. And it's uh, been happy travelling today for Nomads. Meanwhile, a rather one-sided scoreline today in the Ravenscroft Manx Shield clash between Ramsey and Western Vikings. And he's been waiting very patiently. We will now bring you, with all the details, our rugby correspondent, Dave Christian. Dave, very good evening to to... Yeah, good evening, Rob. Uh, Southern Nomads away at Usher Bowl, and they're bringing home the bacon. They're on the sea tonight. They'll be in a very joyous mood. So uh, uh, if you're on the boat, uh, give them a clap on the back and uh, and say well done. They beat Oxton Parkonians 38-15 away from home this afternoon. Uh, a hat-trick in the first half from Django Kinley uh, gave them a 21 points to 8 half-time lead. All three tries converted by Mark Young. Uh, Parkonians kept in touch with a try and a penalty, but in the second half, uh, Nomads put the foot on the gas. The quick men got into action. Tony Quinn, Jacob Holstein and Harry Curran all ran in tries in the second half. Mark Young added a further conversion, and that put Nomads 31-8 in front as the match entered stoppage time. And at the end, Parkonians snatched the late consolation try. But uh, as Johnny Mathis sung, it was just too little too late. Nomads have got one game left in the bowl competition. Uh, that's in a few weeks' time. Um, they have an outside chance of qualification. The competition split into two pools, and the pool winners will play off in the final. Now, Nomads have lost away in their opening match to New Brighton, uh, but picked up a very useful losing bonus point there. 
Uh, New Brighton have still got a game to play. If they win that, they're going to qualify anyway. But if they slip up and Nomads win their final game, Nomads might just pip them at the post. But, uh, it is an outside chance. I don't think New Brighton are going to slip up. Uh, they're up in uh, one of the English club championships leagues and the teams that uh, elsewhere in the bowl competition aren't always in the leagues. And as we've seen today, Southern Nomads and Oxton Parkonians are both non-league sides. So uh, I suspect it will be New Brighton's uh, pool to lose, but Nomads did everything right today. Maximum points on the road and they've still got that outside chance of making the final. In the Manx Shield, a little bit of a different scoreline. Uh, the holders, Ramsey, uh, beat Western Vikings 57-0. So Ramsey go top of the Shield table, but uh, they've only played two games, so it is early days yet. But uh, the other form side in the Manx Shield, the Southern Nomads, and Ramsey beat them 57-14 away at Nomads. So uh, 57 appears to be the magic number for Ramsey. They've put 57 points past the opposition in both of their games. Uh, in the first half, it was a hat-trick from uh, left-wing Nathan Brew and supporting tries from Connor Goodall and the captain Josh Kateen and three Brandon Atchison conversions. That gave Ramsey a 31-0 lead at half-time. In the second half, Kateen picked up his second of the game and in the closing stages, Atchison ran in a hat-trick of his own and added three more conversions. He finished the game with 24-point personal haul, which is excellent for him. He is the leading scorer in the Ravenscroft Bank Shield so far, but as I say, there are only two games played uh, thus far, but uh, Brandon Atchison with 44 points in two games, so uh, he's going well this season and we'll look forward to keeping an eye on him in the uh, englandrugby.com national statistics uh, where he was the top scorer last season uh, that's all for this week uh, the other game uh, Southport against Vagabonds ladies in the Papa John intermediate plate uh, that's gone been recorded on englandrugby.com as a home walkover um, I don't think there's anything to be read into that uh, simply because there's an awful lot of walkovers in this competition I I'm guessing that the competition isn't being particularly well supported or even more walkovers in the results sheet this afternoon. So uh, I think uh, the competition may not be as popular as everybody thought it was going to be right at the start. But uh, it's been recorded as a home walkover for Southport. Well, just one quick question for you, Dave, before we uh, let you go. Uh, one thing you mentioned, particularly with regards to the uh, the Manx Shield, uh, Ramsey versus Western Vikings, of course, today. And uh, Douglas and Vagabonds men, of course, there was a, a week off from the English club's championships, meaning Douglas and Vagabonds weren't playing. One thing you pointed out, particularly with the Manx Shield, is that if a team may be struggling for players, you're encouraging uh, players from other clubs to maybe help out. I mean, going forward with the Manx Shield, it is early days, but uh, do you believe that this is a, a positive step forward to making sure these games go ahead and making sure that the rugby clubs on the of man in the domestic competitions get the game time that uh, they want and need yeah i think rob the 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 four big clubs i'm going to call them the four big clubs uh, we've got uh, douglas vagabonds ramsey and southern nomads all four of those have more than one team but not quite enough for two so there's always going to be five six seven eight maybe nine extra players each week who aren't involved in the first team action but are able to contribute elsewhere and uh, we've seen um, back in the uh, late mid to late 2000s Ramsey and Southern Nomads uh, did a collaborative arrangement they called themselves the Northern Spaniards I mean the the two clubs are geographically as far apart as you can be on the island Ramsey and Port Erin uh, but uh, they neither of them had enough for two teams uh, they thought they'd get their spare players and weld them together into this northern Spaniard sort of uh, setup, and uh, it worked really well. And uh, the players have made a lot of lifelong friends. And there's a number of uh, first team players uh, at both clubs now who came through that Spaniard setup, and uh, uh, they, they, uh, they've got their own little Facebook page. I think the Northern Spaniards, the team that God forgot, they call themselves. And I think they've even had some T-shirts done. So uh, there's an awful lot of fun to be had in collaborative arrangements. And we've seen uh, this afternoon, there was uh, a couple of pairs of Douglas socks on the field for Western Vikings. So that kind of support is continuing. I've seen uh, Charlie Henthorne appear on the Western Vikings score sheet this season as well. He's with, uh, he's with Douglas Rugby Club. So uh, the clubs are working together to make sure that uh, uh, play people can experience 15-a-side rugby. If we left it to uh, individual teams, 
um, you'd end up with uh, Ramsey and Southern Nomads every week, which isn't going to be much fun for everybody. So uh, the bigger clubs have got to help out the smaller ones and to make sure everybody gets to play the game that they enjoy. And as I said, with that Spaniard set up, you make lifelong friends along the way. So, uh, yeah, it's an extremely positive step. It has been happening over the years on and off in one way, shape or form or another. So uh, uh, long may it continue as well. Dave Christian, thank you very much indeed. Manx Radio Sport. Well, last but certainly not least this evening, we turn our attention to Manx Hockey. And amidst the uh, latest gaggle of uh, mixed hockey league fixtures, there was also a big headline act in the England Hockey Championships with the Isle of Man men's national squad in action in the Tier 2 Knockout Championships. Taking a look at that and the mixed league results throughout today as well. We're going to uh, bring him in for the uh, first time this evening. A very good evening to Ben Cunningham. Good evening. How are we? Very well, thanks. Very well indeed. And an action-packed day as well for the fact that um, we have this uh, England Hockey Championships game as well. But we'll dive right into it, yep. um, starting with the England Hockey Men's Tier 2 Knockout Championships. The Alabama Men's Squad, with a new coach at the helm, Neil Crow, taking his char- taking charge of his first game after his appointment was confirmed earlier this week. It's a tough task up against uh, Timperley Men's Seconds, Timperley-based in Manchester, coming over to the Isle of Man this afternoon. And what was uh, a very entertaining game at the NSC. Uh, sadly, no dice, though, for the Isle of Man Men's squad uh, beaten by Timberley men's seconds by five goals to three Ben yeah and Andy Whiting got all three goals for the Isle of Man uh, but the report I've had through and from people that went down to watch the game was the Isle of Man did themselves proud and Templetree were just really clinical and they were a really good side but uh, as you said a 5-3 loss is is a great performance to be honest for the Isle of Man um yeah just they've done themselves proud and as as all the reports have said it could have been a different result on a different day and maybe that's symbolic the scoreline a little bit of just how clinical uh, hockey can be at this particular level you can be punished with the slightest uh, mistake you know you as a hockey player yourself myself as a past hockey player as well knows you this as well play. there are fine ma- there retired. are fine margins in this particular <laughs> game and the fact that it was high scoring uh, from what you've heard so far, you know, was there a good intensity to the Isle of Man squad today? Yeah, they they said that um, you know the Isle of Man really were they had their heads in the game and you know they didn't drop their heads at all. They kept going right to the final whistle, and just unfortunately it just wasn't to be. And I'm sure Neil will be disappointed. His first game in charge hasn't gone quite the way he wanted, but. There'll be lots of positives to take from it and lots of stuff that they can take from it that they know they need to work on. And just for a bit of clarity as well, um, looking forward out of this competition, but do we have the uh, the county championships coming up later in the season? I think we do. I'm not too sure about that, but I will look into it and I'll get back to you. Very well. Okay, let's take a look at the mixed league results uh, throughout today. So uh, just uh, a reminder as well, there were two games from the mixed Premier League uh, postponed uh, from today. Uh, That is because of the Isle of Man men's team being in action today. And uh, those teams that uh, have had games postponed were Vikings A, Valkyries A, Backers A and Castletown Celts. And uh, Ben, could you just clarify for us again uh, the fixtures? Because they will be taking place next week. Yep, so... Valkyries against Vikings, that's going to take place on the 31st of October at 8.30 at the NSC. And then Castown Celts against Bacchazé will be on the 1st of November, again at 8.30 at the NSC. So Tuesday and Wednesday next Tuesday, week, both at 8.30pm yeah. at the NSC. Thank Hopefully you. no spooky uh, going-ons. Indeed, indeed. A <laughs> Halloween fixture. Yeah, oh. FC Alavan have that as well on Tuesday yeah, as well. So. But that's by the by. Let's get back to hockey. <laughs> uh, the Mixed Premier League, two games today. Uh, one of them an early pushback, 11.05 at the NSC before that uh, Alavan men's game. Vikings B up against Harlequins A and uh, two sides really looking for points here. Harlequins A promoted last season. Vikings B looking to maintain their status again in the Mixed Premier League. And it's Vikings B coming out on top today by three goals to nil. Yeah, and Alex Andrews with all three goals for Vikings B. I caught at the first half of this game and Harlequins for the last few weeks have been looking really good, but just today, the first half from what I saw, it just they just didn't seem like they were connecting and I don't know what's happened, whether 
you know, the players in a way because of half term or that. But Vikings look really clinical going forward, and they were they were stronger in the first half. I didn't see the second half, so I can't say what happened in the second half. But Alexandria with all three goals and uh, a, a good win for Vikings B, and then it makes that bottom of the league really tasty. We're talking about towards the bottom of the league, two teams really looking for points as well. In the other game in the mix, Premier League at five past two, pushed back up in the north of the island at Ramsey Grammar School. Uh, Backers B and Ramsey A, and boy, was this a close one, but Backers B just edging it. Backers B four, Ramsey A three. Yeah, Sam Franklin with two, Reese uh, Williams with one, and Luca uh, Palato with one for Backers B. Uh, For Ramsey A, Nat Smith with two, and Christina Kameen with one. For Ramsey, they'll be disappointed with that. They knew they needed to get something out of this game. But as I said in the preview at lunchtime, if they didn't get anything out of this, the rest of the season could be a long road ahead of them. But they'll they'll they're look they're looking, you know, like four three. They've only just lost there, but they're still in with the fight and who knows what could happen in the remainder of the season up to Christmas. Yeah, still plenty of hockey to be played. But from Backers B's perspective as well, they were you know, look, looking for important points of their own and to get that today, that must uh, do them a world of good confidence-wise. Absolutely, yeah. Backers B will be happy that they've got the points and it helps boost them to avoid being the team that possibly could be fighting with Ramsey for that relegation. OK, let's move into mixed Division 1. There were three games today, uh, one of those pushing back at 5 past 2, two others were later pushbacks at 3.35. We'll start with the earlier one, at 5 past 2, Valkyries B up against Castletown Camags out in the West at QE2 in Peel. And a really good result today for Valkyries B up against Castletown Camags. Uh, Valkyries B 6, Castletown Camags 1. Yeah, and Valkyries B will be happy with that result, keeping the uh, the chase on Castletown Southerners who are top. Uh, Neil Jacobs with three, Flo Barber with one, Ethan Adams with one, and Steve Cottier with one for Valkyries B. And then for Castletown Camags, uh, the consolation goal was by Eden McCubbin. You mentioned Castletown Southerners there, up at the top of Mixed Division 1 at the moment. Valkyries B looking to claw back ground on them. So Castletown Southerners, they needed a response today. They were up against Valkyries C, also at QE2 in Peel today. And Castletown Southerners getting the job done. Uh, Castletown Southerners winning by three goals to nil. Yeah, and I've got a little bit of a match report here. Um, so the goal scorers for Castletown Southerners were Helena Allen, Corbin Stewart and Lucy Sutterby. And the report goes, excellent performance from the Reds. Uh, in a competitive game against a strong Valkyries team who were who played very de- demandingly and were really tough to break down. It's now raining sideways and the pitch is underwater, so a well-timed finish game. But 3-0 win for Castletown Southerners and that keeps them top of the league. Got the whole game in before the weather closed in. We Just. like to hear that. Yeah, the other 335 pushback then in mixed division one. Vikings C against Backers C. A battle of the C teams at the NSC. Backers edging this one. Vikings C nil. Backers C one. And the winning goal came from Iona Bridges. And uh, Backers C will be really happy with that result. As for Vikings C, it will uh, be a bit of a, a shame that they've uh, dropped the points here after giving Castown Summoners a good run last weekend. Uh, but they'll be wanting to make sure that they avoid being in that relegation battle. Indeed. Well, let's move on to uh, Mixed Division 2. Three games there also today. Uh, the early pushback there was at 5 past 11 up uh, down at Castle Russian High School in the south of the island. Castown Cushags up against uh, Vikings D, who had an excellent start in Mixed Division 2 this season. And Vikings D uh, continuing their recent trend of good results with a comprehensive 5-0 win over Castown Cushags. Yeah, Vikings D are absolutely bossing this league at the moment and they're looking absolutely unstoppable by a- any team at the minute. No team's managing to stop them their winning form at the minute. Andy Harding with two, Kieran Masterson with two, and Ashley Osborne with a solo goal for himself. And then we move on to the uh, 12.35 pushback at QE2 and Peel. That was Valkyries D up against uh, Backers Colts. And uh, Valkyries D, this is a frustrating trend that you were telling me about. Uh, Valkyries D losing out to Backers Colts by two goals to one. I believe you said that's now the third game that Valkyries D have lost by that scoreline. Third game in a row. Back, uh, Valkyries D have lost 2-1 and they'll be, they'll be kicking themselves, definitely, but... I'm sure they'll bounce back from this. Um, Russ Miller for Valkyries D, and um, for Bacchus Colts, it was George uh, George Lease and Nick Wilson. 
And the other game in mixed division two saw Viking Z up against Ramsey Ravens, uh, up against Ramsey Ravens at Ramsey Grammar School. And Viking Z desperately in search of points in this particular division. And they've got them today. They've got the victory over Ramsey Ravens, who were on home soil. Vikings E3, Ramsey Ravens won. Yeah, and Ramsey Ravens were second in this league. So we'll have to have a look at the league tables and see where that's, this result has ended, uh, put them now. But Vikings Z, they needed to get points today and they've got it. Uh, Errol, uh, K- uh, Kyle Kane for Ramsey Ravens and then Errol Smith and Jacob Harding. But in the report, I've got uh, Jacob Harding scoring possibly one of the goals of the season contenders for Vikings Hockey Club, a top bins volley finish. Wow, sounds pretty impressive. And then last but certainly not least in Manx Mixed Hockey today, we had three games in Mixed Division 3. Early pushback was at 5 past 11 at QE2 in Peel. That's all Backers D up against Castletown Carrick. Backers D, the winners on the day this time, three goals to one. Yeah, uh, Castletown Carrick's uh, goal scorer was Matthew Eels. And then for Backers D, it was Sophie Telford, Megan Neal and Christian Davies. And that keeps Backers D really, really doing well in this league. And... I, I I will admit it. I said at the start of the season they're a they're a team that normally go just enjoy their game and then after it they go for a nice social to the pub. But they're actually in in this. And uh, if Harlequins B slip up, Backers D could uh, potentially take uh, full advantage of it. We'll have to wait and see. We could have an exciting battle on our hands at the top of Mixed Division 3 in the next couple of weeks. Well, continuing Mixed Division 3, there were two games that pushed back at 12.35 today. We'll start with the one at Castle Russian High School. Castletown Cosney up against the aforementioned Harlequins B. Harlequins B did get the job done today and a comprehensive win for them today up against Castletown Cosney by five goals to nil. Yeah, and that keeps Harlequins B's uh, 100% record still intact. Uh, Kerry Williams with two, Callum Crellin with one, Sam Clegg with one and Killiam Dowling with one. And like I say, yeah, keeps a 100% record up. And rounding things off in Mixed Division 3 and for the Mixed Hockey League fixtures this weekend. 12.35 at Ramsey Grammar School. Harlequin C were up against uh, Ramsey Rookies and an emphatic victory from Harlequin C. Seven goals to three. Yeah, Ian Woods with all three goals for Ramsey Rookies. And then it was Addison Heaton, Caleb Blakemore, all with solo goals. And then some fella called Ben Cunningham got five, but yeah, we won't we won't talk much about them. I've 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 heard I've heard of this uh, man's <laughs> name being whispered around the, uh, the the hockey community there. But for for Harlequin C as well, they've got their own B team in that particular yeah. league as well. What is the ambition for that Harlequin C side? Is it just to try and get the most respectable position possible? Are they targeting specific results against certain teams? Because if Harlequins B may be pushing towards the top of that division at the moment, what's the objective for the C team? Um, for that C team, definitely. I well, I can speak on of the club that that C team is to bring the junior players through so they're obviously they're going to become soon too old to be playing the under 15s league so that C team is a way to bring them through and give them a taste of senior hockey and today we had a, quite a few of the, of, of the younger ones playing for that C team and they've all like grown in confidence and by playing against senior players I know it might look scary a big tall a senior person against someone who might be just five foot but um yeah it gives them so much confidence going forward and then like you say obviously harlequins b are looking to get the promotion because they obviously missed out last season but then harlequins c have had a real good season and potentially they could end up finishing maybe mid-table or just maybe even potentially giving back his deer run for their money when we talk about bringing younger players through, we haven't mentioned, of course, the mixed under-15s league because they haven't played this weekend. Nope. They didn't play the previous weekend because it is the, the half-term break, but there is that system as well. And, of course, we've mentioned it on a couple of occasions this season. The mixed under-15s league has actually increased in the amount of teams that are there from a number of different clubs as well. It's not just one club providing all these different teams. There's a couple in there as well. So it seems as though, and correct me if I'm wrong here, wrong here Ben, but there seems to be a, a nice ladder of development available at the different clubs. Is that the feeling... Uh, between the different clubs that there is that uh, ability to progress through the different levels at the right at the right pace oh yeah absolutely and it's like you say rob um there's you've got two junior castletown teams you've got two junior backers teams one vikings one harlequins one ramsey and uh, one valkyries and then when you look at the senior leagues obviously castletown have got six senior teams split between all the divisions um, Vikings have also got like six teams as well. Backers have got their mixture of teams. So yeah, it's it's it this the way that people are the te- the clubs are bringing players through 
is brilliant because it builds them up and more and more confidence. And eventually, they might end up playing for the Ireland senior men's team or senior ladies team. Well, just a couple more things uh, before we uh, we let you go uh, for the rest of your weekend. Um, let's talk about, again, the, the Isle of Man national team, specifically the, the junior squads. We saw the under-16s uh, got a great result away at uh, Chorley Phoenix yeah. in their particular uh, competition a few days ago, so great to see them progress. Uh, there were other... Uh, junior squads um, from the Isle of Man that uh, were due to play back on the 8th of October. Their games were postponed on the 8th of October due to sailing disruption. Now, I do believe we have a couple more details or you might have a couple more details to when those teams might be playing because those fixtures do have to be rearranged, don't yep. they? Yep, so our under-18 boys are going across... Uh, let me just say, yep. They're going across um, to play tomorrow. And the under-18 boys are against uh, Nelson's, Nelson's, Nelton's under-18s boys. Um, so we wish them well. Uh, as well as the under-16 boys are against Oxton. And they're going away tomorrow. Um, the under-14s boys are against Din- uh, Disbury. And the under-14 girls, again, are away at Chester all tomorrow. And uh, we wish them all the very best of luck in their particular endeavours, all the Isle of Man junior squads going into the weekend. And just one final question for you, Ben. Just for those who didn't uh, hear it before, it's been a couple of weeks without the Mixed Under-15s League because of the half-term break. Is the Mixed Under-15s League returning next weekend? It's returning next week as well as the semi-final stage of the Mixed Cup, Mixed Play and Mixed Bowl. Perfect. Well, Ben Cunningham, thank you so much once again for your time. Thank you to Ben. Thank you to Dave Christian and Tony Mepamar, correspondents throughout the day. And thank you very much for joining us here on this week's edition of Saturday Sport Classified on Manx Radio AM 1368 and Crystal Clear DAB. We'll now be handing back over to uh, Christy Dehaven over on our FM frequency for Saturday Live Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we go, just to give you a bit of a reminder about the weather conditions this evening, a weather warning has been issued by uh, Ronaldsway Met Office for this evening, a amber warning for coastal over topping and harbour flooding. The areas likely to be affected are exposed coasts around the island and uh, that amber warning for coastal overtopping and harbour flooding is in place from 10pm this evening the 28th of October until 2am tomorrow morning Sunday the 29th of October and Ronaldsway Met Office is saying that the large spring tide at midnight tonight will occur in combination with strong easterly winds resulting in fairly substantial waves breaking over exposed coastal areas for a few hours. Douglas, Laxey and Ramsey promenades will be affected uh, with stones, debris and sand brought ashore. Parking is not advised in these areas. Cleanup will be required afterwards. They also add that the sea height is likely to be high enough for a little flooding of inner harbours and quaysides in susceptible places. For example the tongue in Douglas and parts of Ramsey. Flood defences should be deployed is the note from Ronaldsway Met Office there. So if you are out and about, particularly in those coastal areas this evening between 10pm and 2am tomorrow morning, please do bear that in mind. That amber weather warning for coastal overtopping and harbour flooding and please do make sure you stay safe this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll now be handing over to uh, Christy Dehaven. Until next time, from us here on Saturday Sport Classified, it's bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.